episode 155. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Hey, uh, you guys have been listening up good. That Dharmic Evolution community page is really happening on Facebook. Um, If you haven't yet, go over there and uh, sign up and check in on some of the talent around the world that is on there posting their comment or just checking in, you know, posting videos, uh, new songs, new albums, tour dates, some photos, whatever you want to put up. It's there for the community of artists worldwide and for people who just want to check in and participate and see what's going on. Hey, today we are in one of my favorite countries, Canada. Had so many artists on this show before from Canada. It's I feel like I, I live there sometimes. We're with Australian Canadian singer-songwriter. That's right, she is both, but now based in Alberta, Canada with her family. She was influenced by her father's musical abilities and talents. Although too shy as a youngster to even answer the phone, she shed all of her inhibitions and learned to fly. Get ready for the stories, the adventures, and the amazing music of Joanne Jansen. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. On the Dharmic Evolution today, this is a first. We have a lady here who is both Canadian and Australian, Joanne Jansen. Joanne, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Hi, James. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yes, so, I am. So how did how did you break it up in your life to get to both of those nationalities? I love this because they're so they're in some ways to me they're similar because I've had so many guests on from both Australia and from Canada. So uh, tell us how you yeah. how you how you manage this trick. <laughs> well, it's kind of a crazy story, and you're right. We are a little bit similar culturally, although from very different ends of the world. Yeah. So. It's uh, it's both strange and um, familiar at the same time. But my husband is actually Canadian. Okay. Um, and we met uh, many years ago. We actually traveled in a in a group called Up with People. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, yes. with them. But yes, I yeah, am. So, so we uh, back when I was in university, they came to Australia. I believe it was one of the last times that they ever toured through Australia, and I happened to be at a show, wound up there and auditioned for the show, and a few years later found myself traveling around North America uh, in this musical group. And my husband at the time, who came from a little tiny farming community in Saskatchewan, um, was in, the, in the, the group as well. And we ended up near towards the end of the year, sort of started dating and the rest is history. We went back to Australia, got married. I moved to Alberta. Now we've, we've been here ever since. Awesome. So how do you, yeah. how do you like it? You know, it's, it's quite a transition, right? Because yeah. Australia with the heat and everything. And now, you know, you guys, you never had experience winter down there, right? No. And yeah. as a matter of fact, we woke up, I woke up to snow this morning. Uh, <laughs> it's quite cold this morning and snowing, but I come from a quite a tropical part of Australia too. I come from the Northeast coast, which is the great barrier reef area. Oh, wow! So I had never experienced snow. Um, before leaving Australia. And I was probably 23 years old when I first left Australia and, and ended up in Colorado. And um, then when I came to Canada, I have to say I was pretty homesick for the first few years. Oh, it, were you? Yeah. When you're, when you're displaced a little bit, it, you know, it's quite difficult. But, you know, it's now it's so familiar to me. I feel like I'm such a part of, of Canada and uh, and both Australia. I feel very patriotic when anything Australian comes around and I feel very patriotic about anything Canadian. So, but, um, but I think you know, you're starting a new trend. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to call myself a Australian or a Canazi <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but no, I, you know, it was very different. Um, but we have two kids, we have two girls and they're, you know, raised here. So this is home for us. And I think there's actually something really magical that happens when you do displace yourself from your, your home Yeah, and you, and you have to kind of figure out who you are and how you're going to survive and, and sort of um, fit in and adapt to a new place. Yeah. And I think that was actually really good for me. So um, I, I, I wish I could find a way to live in Australia for six months of the year, Canada for six months of the year, because yeah. I'm not really a winter person. The so maybe you'll... Maybe you'll work that out when the kids get older. You know, you never Maybe. know. I mean, that sounds like a good plan to me. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you haven't run back so far with the winters you guys well, have. 
I joke that every every winter I threaten my husband at least once that we're moving to Australia right now and it's happening. <laughs> but uh, I tend to get through it. But yeah, winter for me is really difficult. I tried to be a good winter person. I tried to go skiing and snowboarding and I just realized uh, uh, it, it wasn't for me. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So, you know, I, I do a lot of riding and a lot of touring and uh, I try to keep as busy as I can throughout the winter. And Yeah, and, it's hard yeah. to do that too when you when you don't grow up with it. I mean, the Canadians are born with ice skates on a hockey stick. They come out of the crib with, a, you know, the hospital with a little hockey stick, you know. My husband just played hockey last night. Did yeah, he? he plays hockey yeah, every Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's so ingrained into, you know, their life and, and everything. Yeah. So I think it's hard if you don't uh, have that, you know, it's hard to step into it as an adult when you like you weren't connected to it. Hey, so yeah. let's talk music a little bit. Um, yeah. you got so much going on. I love what you're doing with your career. You've got so many great songs. You've done so much. How did you get f- first connected to music? What was the pull for you? Were you a little girl when you started? Did you start later? How did it, how did you come into this world? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, actually, my father was, was a musician and um, still dabbles in music in Australia. And so I come by it. Honestly, I, I grew up in the dance halls and, um, you know, pubs when he was playing music. He played music since he was like 15 years old. So um, I kind of came by that. But to be honest, he, he never really wanted me to become a musician. He really? always... He always uh, thought it would be easier if I would go to university and do all that. And so I did that. I, I went to university and um, I sort of did a little music in, in high school. I actually did musical theater, which I loved as a way to bring me out of my shell because I was hopelessly shy. Okay. Um, like hopelessly shy to where I couldn't even answer the phone. I was terribly shy so really you wouldn't yeah, answer the phone wow no, no and then actually my English teacher in grade nine told my mom that I should go into a drama program so I did that and sort of discovered that I loved the stage and I love singing and then I did the right thing and went to university put myself through university I actually became a computer programmer and a business analyst for a few years wow um yeah and I was really good at it and um but I I knew after two years it was it was not where my heart was. Yeah. And so I, I joined up with people as a way for me at the time to see if I really did want to do this. And I did for 18 months. I, I toured all over the world with them and did music. And I knew I had to find a way to do that full time. Yeah. And I didn't know how I was going to do that because I had this great, um, you know, career coming up in computer programming and, and everything like that. But when it came to Canada, I actually did start in in the computer industry and within about five years I made the switch to full-time music and told myself after I made the switch I was never ever going back to a day job and I would do whatever I had to do to stay in it full-time and uh, you know it's been a struggle some days and it's just been amazing that I'm sitting here 10 years later and I'm still full-time in music because yeah. that's that's all I ever want to do. That's you know, fantastic. I never, you yeah. know, I think it's time to play a little track. Let everybody know what Joanne's all about. Everybody knows better. Here we go. Feels like we're spinning around in circles In this crazy, sad circus that we call life We know there ain't nothing 
that we can sort out was done in Nashville, Joanne? Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to go down there and do a full project down there with some great players. I had um, a guy named Dave Rowe, who was, he was actually bass player for Johnny Cash in, in his later days and um, Montgomery Gentry um, drummer and uh, uh, a fellow who played lead guitar for the Wreckers and Gretchen Wilson. And so we were just, you know, we were just talking about how amazing it is that you can go to Nashville and have these super talented people walk in and just breathe life to these songs, you know, yeah. and how, such how a cool quickly experience. they do it. Right. Like, it's just oh. like, there's no work yeah. to it because it's like, um, you know, they just do it almost like, uh, they're, they're a team of, uh, a team of construction workers who are building a stadium because it's like Absolutely. everybody just has such a huge bag of tools and it's like, you know, what are we looking for? What do we want here? And, and they just pour their heart into it, you know. It's just fabulous. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. How did you get connected down there, Joanne? Like, how did you? What? What? What was the? You know, what bro- first brought you there? Did you know somebody, or how did that? Yeah. Work? Or, okay. Yeah, I did actually. Well, um, many years ago, I actually won a competition um, up in in Canada, and a uh, part of that prize package was to do a trip to Nashville. And I went to Nashville, went to Pigeon Forge, and competed in a competition there. And one of my friends who also was part of that group had been going back and forth to Nashville writing songs. He now lives in Nashville. He's now signed to Warner Canada and he was signed to Warner Publishing, amazing um, songwriter in country. Um, Literally phoned me up and said, like, what are you doing and why haven't you done an an album yet? And I had like a million excuses, like, well, I can't afford it. And he was like, okay. (laughs) So now, now that's all the excuses. So I really have to credit him. Yeah. Um, his name is Aaron Goodvin, and he's had some top ten um, hits up here in in Canada. And um, what's his last name? Aaron Goodvin. So oh. G O O D V I N. Okay. Um, and he he really was the catalyst that kind of brought me down there and said, "Let's write some music and let's get you in the studio." And uh, we're still really super good friends. You know, today we write together, and just spoke with him on the weekend while I was up north playing music and. Yeah, so I kind of have him to thank for that album. He co-produced it. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of kept me connected in the Nashville scene, which is awesome. Yeah, aren't they a a wonderful community of people, you know, just in, uh, 
not only in terms of uh, the wonderful talent, you know, the deep well of talent, but it's just um, socially, they're just such a great bunch, you know, to just hang with, you know. <laughs> it's amazing. I've had some amazing experiences. I actually, um, I met Steve Cropper, the uh, Oh, Blue did you really? Artist. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Came out at the studio there and he told me lots of cool stories and I got to listen to his one of his last records before it even hit um, the airwaves as he was mixing it and watch him lay tracks and um yeah so it's really cool that everybody just puts their ego aside and they just they're really just about the love of the music and i love that about nashville yeah yeah totally love being there yeah my uh, my my good friend and producer kim copeland always says every time i go down she goes yeah i'm gonna get that sign out above the door leave your ego at the door yeah there's no room (laughs) they're just the nicest people too like just love tennessee people they're just so they're yeah. so nice. And most of them are like, you know, you, you would never know how, how fabulously talented they are just by talking to them. But, um, but it's not a big deal down there because everyone is, you know, it's almost everyone. like, you know, well, yeah, I drink water too. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, this is what yeah. we do. This is our thing, you know? Totally. And it makes you so much better just being in their company, you know, like I love, yeah. I love that. Just, I've learned so much just from making that album. Yeah, the learn the learning experience is is fabulous because um, I think you know as artists it's incumbent upon us to to always like you know like tune yourself I I call it it's like tune your body tune your mind to be ready because if you're awake you're gonna learn a lot you know even if even if you're a seasoned person who's you know I've I've been doing this for a while you know um, decades of of different studios in Los Angeles and New York and whatever. But yeah. every time you go in, there's somebody's bringing like gifts to you, and like you just have to be like ready to receive them, and and it's it's amazing. You never know who it's coming from or where or when, but it comes every time. Every time you Absolutely. learn something, either from the producer, the engineer, the you know who's ever playing, what they're playing, something comes out, you know. And I think it just makes you better as um as a musical spirit as you go on. Absolutely, I you know I always grew up. My mom always told me. You know, you might be one of the best in the room, but there's probably always going to be somebody better than you. So pay attention because yeah. you can learn from it. And that's <laughs> yeah, that is how I've always approached it, whether I play a bar with 50 people and I always think there's probably someone here who can just shred on a guitar. Yeah. And so, you know, like I, I always feel like every there's so much to learn all the time. It's a nonstop learning process. Yeah. Yeah. That's My- what I love. My son plays, um, he's, you know, he just moved to Austin and, and he's a, he's a fabulous musician and he kind of adopted the same, uh, paradigm or methodology that I did a long time ago. So always, you know, be the worst player on this. Like, in other words, revolve, get as many great, yeah, great people around you and you'll just, you know, you'll have to work harder to come up to them. And it really, really does work. Hey, I want to just mention, I'm so glad you maintained keeping your uh, Australian accent. (laughs) <laughs> I, I could I could tell a little bit of uh you know the states and the it, Canadians yeah. got into you a little bit, but you yeah. still got it going, girl. <laughs> it's so funny how that works. I don't know how that works. I, I I feel like it like left a little bit left me right in the beginning, and then I've held on to the rest. Yeah, so. I'm glad you did. It's it's really <laughs> awesome. So let's play another one. This one is called "I Got You." got a house I've got a home I've got bills on the table people I should phone but there's a message on the mirror saying I love you and I do got love he's got a job that puts food on the table gives me everything I want and there's a message in my suitcase saying I love you oh and you do Everything I've ever done is never 
Also in Nashville. Um, this one, yes, actually, the the piano track did come out of Nashville, and I actually sang uh, the vocals up here in in Edmonton on that one. Yeah, that's yeah. That a great track. Really, really yeah. great. So I want to just I want to just give a plug. Let, give everybody your website. We're going to say it again at the end. But um, for folks who out there who want to get connected to Joanne's music, she's offering some free tracks through her website. So you know, just sign up for the email newsletter. And what is your website, Joanne? Yeah, so it's Joanne Jansen, so J-O-A-N-N-E-J-A-N-Z-E-N, or Z-E-N, <laughs> dot com. Awesome. And uh, if, you, if you go on there, there's a number of different places you can um, put your email in. I don't send annoying emails out. I send some free tracks, and um, then I just keep people updated from there. So Great. That's um, the kind I really of just website do that. love. Yeah, <laughs> I really just do that to see to make sure people know what they're getting, and if they connect to my music, then I really want to keep them um, as friends. So right, that's right. important to me. Yeah. So you, so you just, you send out content that is relevant and interesting and entertaining and you're not a spammer. I'm sure. Not a spammer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like spam, get enough spam of my own. Yeah, so yeah. I, uh, I don't like to do that. I hear you. I want to just tell some people just a little bit about what you've been doing. Um, one of the things you did, we met, you mentioned earlier was up with people. And that was the true beginning of your calling to make a musical career the focus of, of who you are. So, um, you know, you did that for 18 months nonstop around North America and Europe, uh, global musical experience. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because I knew someone who did this a long time yeah. ago. And I never understood, I never knew enough about it, but, I, but I'd heard about the organization for years. Is it still going strong? It's still it? going. Yeah. It's still going strong. Um, they don't have a year-long program anymore. Uh, when I did it, it was a 12-month program. It was all encompassing. Um, it became very expensive to, to tour people around the world like that, yeah, so they I do a six-month program now. Right. Um, but basically what it is is just a youth experience, and um, they bring together people from all different cultures. So I think in my cast, in my musical cast, there was 22 different countries represented, and there was a hundred of us that um, traveled around the world and we did a musical show, like a Broadway style musical show, which was kind of like the catalyst to come into a, a community and do community surface work and just basically talk about peace, love and understanding. Yeah, it all sounds, right. it all sounds very like froofy, but very 60s, it, it, very 60s. <laughs> but it was unbelievable. I never understood Honestly, when I did it, I just wanted to sing. I wanted to go on stage and sing. I got such a, a bigger experience than that from it. Yeah. I have friends all over the world who are still my great friends to this day. Um, I, I, you know, toured with people from Africa and, um, you know, all the Canadians that I met, all the Europeans, and I just got this really global understanding of the world and differences right and people's diff and it has made me the person i am today you know with everything that's going on right now 
with everything that's going on, it's so important that people just have an acceptance and understanding of people, all different religions. It is was not religious based. There were people from every corner of the world and every different religion, and we all basically traveled together and lived together for twelve months. Yeah, and um, it it was awesome. We went to refugee camps. We went to um, nursing homes. We cleaned up after storms. We did community service. We you know went to hospitals. We just had this amazing um, experience that has shaped a lot of us to this day to raise our kids that way with acceptance and understanding. And and I was lucky enough to be asked to sing the lead role for the show. So I also got a very musical education through the whole experience as well. This from a girl so, who was afraid to answer the phone. I was Can you afraid imagine? to answer the phone. <laughs> Grew up in a little tiny cane farming town in uh, Northeast Australia. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. You, you've come far, lady. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life is a balancing act. Sometimes a walk on a high wire. Sometimes a dazzling array of glitz and showmanship and nearly always three rings of melodic chaos. Right back to my interview with Joanne, right after this. Are you a singer, songwriter, artist, or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world, well, look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Your artistry can be featured around the world on the James O'Connor Agency YouTube channel. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or the James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio, TV shows, and podcasts. Go to the JamesO'ConnorAgency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. Kids, how old are your kids? Well, my oldest, I can't even believe it when I say it, just turned 14. Okay. Um, and my youngest is 11, and they're they're awesome kids. Um, are they thrilled? They, they got to be thrilled that you're a, you're a singer songwriter. They, yeah, you know what? They yeah. love it. They they love singing themselves. They're as shy as I was at that age. Right. So they're not stage kids, but they're very good singers. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't push them to get up and sing it in, unless they want to. But yeah, they're great kids. They have their own interests. My oldest is a an amazing competitive gymnast. Wow. Uh, my youngest is a is a, a basketball player and a cross country runner, and she loves to play the piano. And it's just really cool to see them grow and you do whatever yeah. they want, right? I whatever think it's good not that. to not to push kids to to music, you know, because. Um, you know, they'll latch on if they really want to do it. And it's it's probably better that they they get hungry with it. I mean, when my, my I have two sons and my younger one, he's the one who's, I think he's on his like fifth CD by, by now. Like he does everything, plays everything. He's always fronting yeah. a band, he teaches. But I remember he said to me one time, I think he was 13 or something or 14. And he said, uh, dad, you know, you said that uh, you were going to, you and mom were going to get me um uh, guitar lessons and I never looked up I was writing something I said did you, did you learn those three chords I taught you and he walked out of the room and then he just <laughs> caught fire and wow. he was playing relentlessly and now he, gra- he graduated college as a music um you got his BA in music and he teaches me now teaches me music theory <laughs> I love that because <laughs> I never I like learned that. it so it's like all right yeah, I'm me either I'm something. self-taught yeah, yeah so it's cool um, tell me about your writing process. Um, yeah. When do you write? Do you have a regiment that you do? Or is it like, well, I got a project and I'm going to write for that? Or is it just you wait for the muse to hit? How does it work for you, Joanne? You know what? When I first started writing 10 years ago, I would wait for the muse to hit. Just like you say, I'd wait for the inspiration to channel yeah. in at two o'clock in the morning. And I would like, and I, I really found out over the years that that wasn't very productive. As, yeah. as, as inspired as it was, I had a few songs here and there, some that were really great and some that were not, and it just wasn't productive. So in the last 12 months, I've challenged myself to get up every single day and write. And whether that is writing a poem, 
a journal, a thought. Uh, I just call it free writing. I just write yeah. whatever kind of comes into my head. And then from there, I usually formalize the process by picking out a theme and then working on it. And I try to work at least, even if it's 20 minutes a day, if right. that's all I have, I try to write every day. So by the end of the week, I have hopefully a song yeah. that's enough that I can sort of do a little bit of a work tape with it. So I've become more of a... Um, a writer who has some discipline, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I have friends, like my buddy I was talking about who's in Nashville, you know, there's a time when he's writing three songs a day on Music Row. Right. I just, I mean, the productivity behind that is just astounding when you think about it. So I was like, there's no reason why I can't write one song a week. Yeah. So that's kind of what I try to do. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I still I end up with a fantastic song, and sometimes it's it's a little bit uninspired because I'm maybe not channeling as much creativity on that day. But I try to keep with the process. And yeah, try to do it every day. I like that that method. I kind of have a similar one where you know I'm usually targeting uh, time frames, and I'll say, okay, for this month, I do what you do. I get, I'm an early riser, and I love like it's quiet in the morning, and I can think yeah. and. I usually come out with things and sometimes it's like you say, sometimes I got a title, you know, some lyrics. Sometimes I got a piece of a song, a, a chorus, mm. and then I just keep moving on. Then all of a sudden you, you look back and go, wow, look at all the material I have to work with. You know, it's like listening to it for the first time again, you know? Absolutely. So, hey, I want to yeah. play this other one. This, this one is called We're Ready. getting ready for on that one joanne well i actually that was the that was a um a writing day where i was kind of challenged to uh by a group or we we're just talking about a, a group of people that i had met who were doing sync licensing to write a song that was kind of you know up upbeat and inspirational and a let's go type of um type of thing so uh, I was just, I was kind of thinking about my kids and like, you know, my 14 year old and they're right. always like, whenever I say like, well, let's go do this. They're like, yeah, we're ready. You know, they're always so excited. They're yeah. so excited to do stuff. So that's kind of where that came from. Um, well, I think you've I got a really happy home. That's why. You know? I do. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I'm yeah. very, very lucky. Yes. 
when kids are like, I, kids are that way, they're so receptive. They're not like, nah, I'm laying on the couch. You know, they're like ready to do things. You know, they are ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we were just talking about April Kelly and the Sink Lounge and and all that. Um, and we were talking about Durango, and I just want to throw this out there. Um, um, I've been to Durango Songwriters Conference twice, and it's really for anybody looking who's listening to this show to like you know enhance your um, your connections to other artists. It's, it's one of the smaller um, venues you can go to. They have it in Colorado every year in October. I think they have another one in February in, in Los Angeles too. But um, boy, you're going you're gonna to see some incredible songwriters that are mostly behind the scenes, but yeah. they're writing all the big hits. You know, these guys I would are lo- yeah. just unbelievable. I would love to go to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so tell me about, um, your next project. You said you're working on another album, yeah. an EP that's coming out and any time frame for when we can look for this? I'm, I'm really, really hoping by early 2000, um, gosh, are we nearly 2018? Yeah. Oh yeah. By yeah. early 2018. <laughs> Um, that's only I a few think, months away. You're oh going you're gonna, to hear this and go, what did I say? What am I, I know. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> well, one of the big things for me is that when I started writing, I started playing a lot of guitar. And um, because I play a lot of pubs, I play all solo acoustic right now. I, right. I do have a band that I would hire for bigger stuff, but I love playing guitar. For me, it's just one of those, one of those things. So I really wanted this EP to be very acoustically driven. Right. Um, meaning that I could sort of um, create more of it on my guitar than I ever have before. Yeah. I really look up to artists like um, Liz Longley, um, these singer-songwriters who have these amazing, like, acoustic um, playing and uh, that sort of connection. So that's what I'm really looking for it to be, um, is an EP that's really authentically me and – uh, has some sort of acoustically driven. So when so you say authentically you, are you looking to, um, to have this like, like scaled down production wise? So more of you comes through it and it's not layered so much. Is that kind of the yeah. goal? You know, I think, I think definitely that for me is a sound that I feel that I can tour. Right. Um, and that it, you know, it feels like, um, sort of the album does. So that's kind of, definitely always something that I would have, you know, the thought process. However, I love big production too, because yeah. it's so cool. So, but no, but I definitely, um, my husband actually is an amazing singer. Also, he doesn't do hardly any singing on stage, but I would love to have him do a lot of my harmonies. He, he melts with me very well, our voices together. I know. I saw your video with you guys. Yes. I think you were covering um, a Chris Stapleton song, was it? Yes. That, it was great. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's really amazing. I think because we've done this for so long, he knows how to, how to um, really just match with my voice. And so, Yeah, you I guys was, get I, over to Facebook and check out this video. Yeah. Yeah. Joanne Jansen, her her family is singing. Her and her husband's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, and so I, I really like that harmonics. Lots of I would like lots of voices, lots of harmony, and a little bit scaled down production. And that's what I'm going for. Right, right. Uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really so great when you can do that. You know, um, where you, you're you have you know your your better half, your other half, who is just yeah. really loves your world so much that you can do that together. You know. It's really, my really favorite, cool. my favorite thing to do sing yeah. with my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Better really than a football is. game, right? Any day. Yeah. Or, or, or even a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> if I can interrupt him during a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in Canada now. We got to make a little conception soon. Yeah. So, probably, he's probably not yeah. <laughs> So you guys did a, um, you, um, did something for your fans here, which I thought was really cool. You had this, um, this, um, you take me home ultimate dream vacation. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about that. How did that work? What was that all about? So I actually um, was working with one of my friends. They say never hire your best friend, but I did, and it worked out to be the best thing ever. Right. Um, she kind of helped me uh, building my business at that time and just kind of putting out as my single, You Take Me Home. And we kind of both came up with the idea of, well, you know, this song was about me leaving Australia. And, and so let's give away, everybody wants to go to Australia, you know, especially when you're from the other side of the world. So let's see if we can give away, um, a trip to Australia, which was kind of crazy because it was like a $10,000 trip. Wow. But 
the two of us together just kind of worked on it um, endlessly and we ended up getting sponsorship from uh, Maritime Travel in Canada and they covered a really good portion of the cost for that and we had people send in entries and tell us why they wanted to go to Australia right. and um, from that we, we found a winner and I still keep in contact with her today. Um, she was a young girl from Nova Scotia who had had some terrible medical issues and wasn't able to travel for a long time. And she wound up, she, her and her fiance went to Australia for three weeks and got to visit like my home area and everything and had a $10,000 trip um, just based on sponsorship that people did through my music, which is one of the coolest things I've ever done is to give somebody a trip to my home. Yeah. Country. That so, must've been amazing. Yeah. What, what a yeah. feather in your cap. I mean, it's, you know, when you give something like that to somebody, it just must feel amazing. So while we're talking about that, it's time to mm. play it. You take me home. So that was that was how these wonderful, lucky people got a chance to go to the down under, the land yeah. down under. That was really, really cool. <laughs> hey, so tell me, tell me about your aspirations for um, your career now. You, you've got the sync licensing. You're delving into that now. You play yeah. a lot of shows, and you have another album that you're focusing on coming out in 2018. So um, it sounds like it's going to be a busy year for you. Totally. And, you know, I guess in terms of aspirations, all I've ever wanted to do is, is do this full time forever. Right. I, I never want to um, quit 
when the minute I think about quitting, you know, because there are days when you, when you think that way, especially over the last 10 years, there's been a days like that. I maybe get 15 minutes in and I just can't think of anything worse than quitting yeah. um, music because for me, this is, this is who I am. It's the way that I can express the best version of myself, right? Uh, whether that be as a mother or a wife or a friend or a musician, I am the best version. So in terms of aspirations, I've honestly never had an aspiration to be super famous. I right. find that horrifying. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, maybe because of my shy tendencies. Um, right. When I'm on stage, I'm incredibly boisterous and out there. But when I'm not on stage, I'm not. I'm not quite. I'm. You know, I pick up, pick up my kids from school with my baseball cap on. Right. Um, so my aspirations really is just to make really great music. Yeah. Connect with people. Keep doing it full time. Make a living for my family. I want to provide whatever that you know that they need. I want to help my husband in the in that endeavor as well, and um, eventually help other people do what I'm doing yeah. because. I get incredibly um, upset when I hear people say it's not a job. You can't make money at it. Right. You know, uh, it, it's a side. It's a side thing. Never do it as a full time thing. All of those really bad stereotypes that come with, you know, oh, you never do it for money. You have to do it for the love of it. Yeah. I totally want to bust those stereotypes wide open and just show, especially women, when when you have kids and then you know I've had very talented musician friends who've had kids who've people in the industry have said oh well that it's over now she's having yeah. a child you know right that's, to me that's just more inspiration in it and i just want to do this for the whole rest of my life i yeah. want to show other people how to do it want to help them keep their businesses you know above board so they can pay for things and they can have good fulfilled lives and that's really my goal yeah that's a, yeah. That's a worthy goal i mean i i think the beauty of what we do is um there are no age barriers in, in what we do. I mean, because I'll give you an example. I had, um, th- I had a, a young girl on, she was 14 from, uh, she's from Canada. McKaylin Hay this is about, I don't know, six okay. months ago. So she was on. And the next day I had on a guy who was from the South and he was in his sixties and they were both yeah. awesome. They were both yeah. awesome artists. And, you know, it didn't matter that, um, their mu- style of music was different. They both had tremendous work ethic. You know, fourth. Yeah. I said to her, "Don't tell Crazy. me you're a freshman." She said, "Yeah, I'm a freshman." I said, "Oh my god," you know. And um, and it was yeah. like um, I always cite the example of BB King. Like he he literally almost played till the day he died. So he was like the happiest guy going. He was doing like 265 shows a year, and he yeah. got really sick. And all of a sudden, one day, I saw a post on on Facebook saying. Hey, listen, I'm in hospice. I'm fine. Everything's okay. And then he was gone just like that. It was almost like he, like he lived the best life because he played like every day and absolutely every day, you know, so why not? You know, it's different if you're a football player or, you know, basketball or something, you know, you have a shelf life of, you know, so many years, but we as creators get to sing until literally we don't have any lungs left in our our body you know like in the way absolutely and that's so. you know even i actually even used to think james when i was younger that my time was running out i, yeah, I actually yeah. thought that and i think because you know if some people had maybe put that in my head and for some reason i believed that i had to have you know all my good stuff out there in my 20s or something like that right but now i just realize as i get older i get smarter i get better i get more determined to keep doing it so Right. I just, yeah, I just think like my, my producer in Nashville asked me years ago when I made that album down there, you know, why are you doing this? And I said, to be honest, I can't imagine telling my children when they're growing, I gave up my dreams. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine yeah. having to tell them that. And why should you, you know, there's yeah, no reason I, why you should, you know. There's another yeah. funny one I got to share with you. I've told this before. I was watching one day and, and they had the stones on from way, way back. They were like, I think Jagger was 21 or 22 and they had this extreme close up of the camera on his face and the, and the guy's interviewing, he's going, he goes, so, you know, how, how much time do you think you're going to put into this uh, new endeavor? Mick? And, and Mick's, Mick's going, he's like, had this bewildered look on his face and he's like, I don't know. I guess we're good for a, perhaps another, maybe another year. I think we'll be okay. 
And then it was like six <laughs> decades later, they're still touring. You know, <laughs> it's like, like he thought, he really thought that it was going to be like, like he had no idea what was about yeah. to happen to them, you know, or yeah. I don't think anybody, because a lot of the bands just went away and came back. I mean, Aerosmith, they fell off the map for, for at least, I think like a decade, they were just like not doing anything. And then somebody kind of shook them and woke them up and said, Hey, do you realize the value of what your brand is? And, and look at them now, yes. you know, they're still playing and touring. So, so I yeah. think you can, I think. I think you can take this as, as far as you want to take it. You know, I think anybody can, it's just yeah. about the work ethic and the talent. And clearly you have both. So, you know, and well, now you got your kids to, to roadie for you. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're just at the end here, Joanne, tell us one more time about your website. I just want to encourage people to go there because you got to go pick up the, uh, the cool downloads you can get there. So please visit yeah. Joanne's website. Uh, give it to us again. Yeah, come on over to my website. It's Joanne Jansen, J-O-A-N-N-E, J-A-N-Z-E-N. I always say I have Zen in my name. I zen. love the Zen. Dot yeah. Com. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, come say hi to me on Facebook too. I love um, connecting on Facebook and on Instagram. Facebook and Instagram are my two social media platforms that I use. Oh, most. okay, great. I think um, I already connected so, to you on both of those. So yeah. We're buddies so come now. Come find me there, and uh, I love chatting with people and finding Excellent. out stuff that they like. Yeah. Well, listen, it was a real pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution today. I really appreciate you coming on, sharing all your stories and your music and your family and everything going on and your two countries that you're a member of. You know, <laughs> we just got to get yes. you citizenship in the U.S. and then you're, you're ready. Then you're ready. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love to be. So, I mean, I traveled all around the U.S., so many beautiful places there yeah. I would love to live. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for having me, James. I think what, you, what you're doing is amazing and uh, it's great to meet you. Maybe I'll make it to... You're part of the world at some point. I certainly hope so. I'll be in touch. Hey, do you have, before I forget, do you have a mailing list by any chance? Um, as in email? Yeah. Or? yeah. Yes. Okay, because so, I'm going to be sending you links. We do all the links for you. like, and So I'm going to have all your, all your connections on the bit.ly links. So if you want to send it out to your email list, they just have fantastic. to click and they get taken everywhere. And then I'll fantastic. send you some other cool things too um, that will help you with your marketing. Awesome. Thank okay. you so much. And I'll do the same. I'll put uh, your stuff out there on my social media sites to say thank, thank you. you for that. Yeah, I appreciate it. I really enjoyed this. You were an awesome interview. Uh, you were, you're awesome to talk to. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace, and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Everybody knows better. I got you. We're ready. You take me home. Performing at least 80 gigs a year for the past few years, Joanne is ratcheting up her presence in a big way. Check out her website. It has all her tour dates, music, products available. And don't forget about the free downloads. It's at joannejansen.com. J-O-A-N-N-E-J-A-N-Z-E-N.com. Check it out. I had a great time interviewing Joanne today. Um, really an awesome person, awesome songwriter, and I'm sure a great mother and wife and all the things that go with that. Really amazing uh, to have her on the show today. Hey, if you have not yet had the chance, you've got to go over to the James O'Connor Agency. 
Check out what's going on over there. A lot of artists around the world are checking in, taking advantage of all the products we created, and this agency is offering them. You may have also heard that we write songs for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Yes, very true. We just wrote and produced a song for alumni distinguished Professor Scott Geller from Virginia Tech University. Scott now has a flagship song that supports his brand, Actively Caring for People. We released the song recently, and it's called Here to Share and Care. So I'm going to play that at the end of this episode just to give you a handle on uh, what Scott's all about and the work that he's doing. Uh, Very, very important work. Uh, I think you'll take an interest in this if you check out his website. And that website, again, is actively caring for people. It's actually AC4P. That's the letters AC, the number four, the letter P.org. Check that out. Hey, do you need funding for your next album, project, single, or video? Well, go over to the jamesoconneragency.com. Let us hook you up. We can connect you with the how to get funded. It's easier than you think. We also want to encourage you to visit dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you're now on the site. Joanne's now on the site. And people from around the world are logging in to see and hear all about Joanne and her music And uh, one more footnote on the way out the door here. If you know a band, a singer-songwriter, some musical people that you're really interested in that have stories to tell, get them to go over to the Dharmic Evolution website, click on the guest tab, and sign up. If you got slamming content, that's why we're here. We're here to feature other artists around the world and help them get that much-needed platform to get them to the next level. So as promised, here is Professor Scott Geller's new anthem, Here to Share and Care. I'll catch you next time. Did you ever stare into darkness And look for the light Have you ever felt compassion That makes your heart come alive A simple act of kindness Will nurture a spark in your heart You've just sown the seed To help someone in need We all love, we all cry And we bleed We are here to share And actively care We all have this special yearning That's burning Give yours away, we should feel this way.